0: in today's show we're looking back at a crazy day in the nba on tuesday nine games on michael bolton thanks josh it's michael bolton here and it's time for another episode of the locked on fantasy basketball podcast let's get to it let's get to it indeed you are locked on fantasy basketball your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the locked on podcast network Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked on This episode is brought to you by PrizePix. Download the app or go to PrizePicks.com and use the promo code NBA. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We've got nine games on today. There was wildness all over the NBA. We're going to talk about that. Let's get into some news. Um, Cody Zeller. Talked about him on the injury show today and how weird it was that he was had a issue, then came back and is out again with a patella issue. Well, he had surgery today. He's going to be out eight to ten weeks. That's basically it for him. That's regular season done. Pretty close to it. Yeah, 10 weeks puts you the end of March, basically. The season ends on like the 10th of April. I think his season's over. That helps Nance. It helps Covington. They don't have another backup center. Who knows what the hell happens if they do end up trading Yusuf Nurkic, but um, their backup center situation is Nance and Covington at this point. Joe Harris, as we talked about again on the injury show earlier today, but confirmed during the broadcast today, is he had a setback uh, with his ankle uh, surgery, and he's having a second opinion. And he won't be back until after the All-Star break. Um, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert remain out for tomorrow. The rest of the Jazz players are back, but they're going to be out tomorrow. While uh, DeAndre Ayton is out again with this angle, but now JaVale McGee joins him. So Bismack Biombo is going to have huge numbers, I would think. He's already going to be having huge numbers. But it does increase the value of someone like Jalen Smith. Jay Crowder also remains out, so Smith's going to be playing backup four and backup five. Decent role for him. Kyle Lowry is still out with personal reasons as well. For Wednesday, So again, we really hope everything's all right for Kyle. This has been a long time. Not quite at the level of Willie Cauley-Stein or Rui Hachimura, but still quite a while for Kyle. And we hope that he's going to be okay. Um, but of course, that extends the value of uh, Gabe Vincent in that situation. Let's look at the top ads in fantasy over the last 24 hours. Nasir Little up 26%. That seems a lot. Wouldn't have thought he would have been the number one guy you want to go add, but up 26%. Otto Porter up 14%. And Draymond Green, while he's out, Porter's a good ad. Luke Kennard, well, that was a pretty good ad, wasn't it? Big numbers from the Duck today. Still going to be concerned about how the hell that rotation works. We'll talk about that later. But fine if you want to take that flyer there. Terrence Davis up 12%. That one didn't work out particularly well. Finney Smith up 11 I don't know why the rush to add Finney Smith. Biombo up 9 Yes, PJ Washington up 9 Well, that was a stinker. Duncan Robinson up nine. Eh, I don't really love it. Whiteside up seven. Really good add with Gobert still out with a calf issue. And then Schumer Akiki up six percent, which is all right. But I think he's probably more of a 14-team league guy. In terms of the players who have been dropped the most in fantasy leagues, Kemba Walker down 15 percent. Hello. Yep. Royce O'Neal down 14. Cam Reddish down 13. Reddish, I assume, will play at some point. I just don't see a large enough role for him to be a 12-team league guy. Okongwu down 12. Yes, with Capella back, you can drop him. Joe Ingles down 9. Brandon Clark down 9. I wouldn't drop Brandon Clark. I would drop Ingles. Terrence Ross down 8. Gary Harris down 8. Yeah, they're probably not 12-teamers. Justin Holiday probably would have held on to him. While Fournier is also down 8%. And that's a move that I can totally get behind. We've got nine games that we're going to talk about. Let's go to the first one. The Charlotte Hornets and the Toronto Raptors. Let's just begin with the weirdness of anything here. Guys ejected in the first two minutes of this game. Um, PJ Washington and Justin Champagne ejected. All right, cool. Um, And that goes along with the Raptors lineup that was already missing Scott Barnes and Fred Van Bleet. Let's talk Hornets. 125-113 the score was. The Hornets were without um, Gordon Hayward and Jalen McDaniels, and then PJ got ejected, so their rotation was all over the shop. Lamelo had 25, 3, and 7. Good numbers for him, especially getting to the line. And Bridges, 22, 4, and 3. While Rozier kept the assists up, but only played 29 minutes. 12, 3, and 6. Two steals and a block. A good game from Rozier, but his numbers are always up all over the place. And with all of those wing players absent, we finally got good minutes for James Booknight. 29 minutes for Booknight. 18 points. Not much else, but 18 points. That's good. I don't think there's anything to really see there for fantasy, but it's good that he did it. And with Washington out, we had 12 and nine from Mason Plumlee in 32 minutes. We also got a lot of minutes from Cody Martin. He did as little as you could almost possibly do in those minutes. 37 minutes. He missed all four of his free throws. He was four and eight in 25% shooting as well. Just a stinking night. I still think he's an interesting stream with those guys out, but that is a stinker. Well, Oubre also was bad. Nine points on 27% in 27 minutes. I do not believe that Oubre or Martin are must-roster guys. They're streamable guys. Absolutely fine to stream while Haywood is out, but long-term, not 12-team must-rosters. Shout out to JT Thornton knocking down two threes in four minutes of garbage time as well. For the Raptors, as I said, they were without Van Vliet and Barnes. I wonder wonder how Fred Van Vliet got knee soreness. Just... Guess it's one of those things we'll never know. Um, as Nick Nurse is dressed up as a hot dog. Pointing around like that, you know, that meme. We'll never know how that happened. They went with a lineup with no point guard. Starting Boucher and the Big Sneeze together. Boucher played 30 minutes, 12 and 7. He had another Richie Beno. It's a Richie Benno fest at the moment. Two for two, two, two. He remains a must-roster player. It looks like Ken Birch is going to be out another couple of weeks. From what Nick Nurse said, we don't know about Van Bleet. Or we don't know about uh, Barnes. They're not expected to be long-term things. But there's some value here for Boucher. A bit of a sell high, but probably just ride it out. Achua had 9 and 7 in 25 minutes. And finally, we got Malachi Flynn. 26 minutes, 11 points. Now, it's helpful that Van Bleet was out. So he got 26 and Banton got 17. Banton blocked three shots. But I don't think there's any long-term value in those guys. Gary Trent, a lot of shots. 21 of them. And he had 32 points with five threes and hit him at 52%. We talked about him as a bit of a buy low on the buy low show yesterday, but I also said, I'm not sure how real all this is. But this is what happens when he gets the opportunity and you tie in opportunity, more shots, and then making those shots, it looks great. Try and sell high off that. Also, impressive stuff from the Jedi, OG Ananobi. But what about Scarf? OG. B- stop OG. Uh, you better stop OG. He'd been shooting really poorly, but went 57 from the field and 83 from the line. 24 and 7, three threes, two steals, and a block. Great. 42 fantasy points. And Siakam was ma- amazing as well. 39 minutes in a blowout. Probably too many, Nikki. 24, 9, and 12. He has been really, really strong. Top 30 player over the last two weeks. Really putting up some very, very big numbers. Let's go on to the next game of the night. And in a day filled with craziness, is this the craziest game of them all? I think so. The Clippers win somehow. I have no idea how. 116, 115. They were literally 35 points down at halftime. And Ty Lue said, all right, we've got a back-to-back tomorrow. Nick Batum, Ivica Zubats, Reggie Jackson, you're done. Don't play anymore. And that's what happened. They didn't play anymore. So when you see Batum played eight minutes, that's why. They were getting killed. They preserved them for tomorrow. When you see Zubats playing 12 minutes, when you see Jackson playing 16 minutes, this is why. Now, they weren't playing well. Zubats missed all five of his shots somehow. Jackson was one of nine somehow. And Batum was 0 of one. Like shithouse numbers from all those guys. I still think Batum and Jackson can be 12-team league guys and Zubats, but they're not high priority guys. They're back-end players. That's it. But with those guys out, Luke Kennard started. The duck had 30 minutes, 25 points, eight rebounds, six assists, and five threes. That is excellent. You know that I've liked Kennard as a fantasy player for a long time. I've just always been worried about where the opportunity is. He took advantage of it here. If you want to grab him, fine. I'm just not convinced that this, yeah, are we going to get eight minutes from Batum every night? The answer is clearly no. Will Kennard play 30 every night? I don't know. Amir Coffey went from a spud game to a 37-minute game, playing 29 minutes with two steals and three threes. 29 points, sorry. Big game from Coffee, The Farmers Union, who I think is a drop, you put up this game. You can add him, but it's going to be backs and forwards all the time. Same with Terrence Mann, who had 16, 5, and 3 with three steals. Good game. But I really find it hard to take too much out of this game because it was so weird. What I do take out of it, and what you should take out of it, is that Isaiah Hardenstein is actually really good. 26 minutes for the big fella, 16, 5, and 6. And basically, he played almost the entire second half. Steal on a block, 50% from the field, 35 fantasy points. The problem is he played like four minutes last game. Don't play Serge Ibaka. There is no need to play Serge Ibaka. 22 minutes for Hartenstein, 26 minutes for Zubats. There's your center rotation. I, also, me talking about Canard and Coffey and Mann and Batum, Marcus Morris didn't even play in this game. A guy that's got to come back at some point when, whenever his personal reasons are settled. And he comes back. Hartenstein, I would love to grab him. I think he can easily be a 12-team league player. I don't have faith in him getting 20 minutes a night. Is he worth a flyer over a Canard or coffee? I just don't know. I feel like this rotation is going to be all over the place. The highest upside player there is easily Hartenstein, easily, but will he get 25 a night? I find it really, really hard to believe that that will happen. Unfortunately, Bledsoe started the second half, only played 15 minutes. He's not a guy we're caring about too much. Well, was another a decent minute night for BJ Boston. 20 minutes for him, only had the five points. Um, but the the you know Barker played four minutes. Like he, he's washed. He is just absolutely washed and there's no real need for him to be getting any minutes at all. And I, and I don't know why they're persisting with him. Unfortunately for him, after a great career, I just think he's cooked. Much like we saw when we get to the Lakers. Yeah, another player who was a great player in the past. Um, yeah, he's cooked now. Um, all right. Let's go. Let's oh, go to the Wizards. Yeah, we have got to talk about them because it was weird. They are up huge and the three-center rotation maintained. It makes no sense. Harrell played the most minutes, 20 of them. 12-8 and eight with two blocks, but 6-10 of 10 from the line. He didn't play until there was eight minutes to go in the second quarter. He sat out the first 16 minutes of this game. I don't know how to make sense of that. Dan Gafford played 12 minutes. He had four fouls, but he had 12 points with two blocks. Great game. Just didn't play him anymore. Tom Bryant had 11-4, and four, but played 15 minutes. They're solid performances. And if one of those centers was out of the rotation... The other two are 12-team league players. The problem is, I don't know when they'll come to that realization, and I don't know which two of those guys it'll be. I think it should be Bryant and uh, Gafford, but I don't know. Yeah, Because I think Bryant, even though Bryant and Harrell are both free agents, I think Bryant is probably more of a part of the future than what Harold is. And that's what I'd be trying to do. But there's a lot of confusion as to how they're running their rotations. Kuzma, 19 and 12 with a triple one. Really good game from him. Good bounce back. Beal, 23, nine, and six, solid. But how you lose this game up 35, I'll never know. Spencer Dinwiddie, another shocking game. Five points on 20% shooting. He did have two steals. He did grab six boards, but he's really, really hard to look at as an absolute must-roster 12-10 league guy. I don't think you can look at him that way. And they're continuing to run just too big a rotation. They just need to kick guys out. At least they kicked Davis Bertans out today, but one of the centers needs to go. Avdia played 21 minutes. Kispert played 20. Hachimura played 13. Rui Hachimura, again, people are holding him. Why? I have no idea. If there is one thing you learn from this podcast is that you do not hold Rui Hachimura in 12-team leagues or probably even 14-team leagues. That's, that's your number one takeaway from any minute or hour you listen to this podcast. That is your number one takeaway. And where's unsold? if you want to listen to the podcast, you can be let on that secret as well. You don't need to play Rui Hachimura. And I think he's figured that out, which is uh, yeah, a credit to him for figuring that out. I wonder if uh, Wes has figured out that PricePix is the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. I don't know if he has, but I have. For a limited time, PricePix has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all Locked On Fantasy Basketball listeners. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first PricePix entry scores a single point, but you must use the code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to Locked On Fantasy Basketball listeners. So go to PricePix.com. It's easy. It's two to five players. You just go over, under, on a particular projection whether it's points or assists or steals or blocks or threes, whatever. Just go over-under, put those guys together, and you win up to 10 times your entry fee, and you can do it. Multi-sport, it doesn't just have to be basketball. You can combine multiple sports into one entry. So go to pricepicks.com today, or go to the App Store and download the app, and all users who deposit and use the promo code NBA will get $50 free if your first Price picks entry scores a single point. That's right. All users that deposit and use the promo code NBA will get $50 free if your first Price picks entry scores a single point. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. NBA trade deadline's coming up February the tenth, Thursday at three p.m. So us at Locked on NBA, we're doing a live show from two p.m. through to four p.m. over on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. Join Kim Becker, John Corrales, Antonio Daniels, and Josh, the big fella, Lloyd hosting the show, breaking down all of the moves, all of the analysis over there. So head to the Locked On NBA YouTube channel, subscribe and turn the notification bell on so that you know when we go live. Let's look at the next game. That's not the right game, as I'm just looking in the background there. That is the right game, the Denver Nuggets. They survive against the Detroit Pistons. And the Pistons, despite how bad they have been, they are playing better. They are still losing, of course, which is totally fine given where they are in their um, development cycle but they're competitive and we're seeing a lot of things really really step up with this squad and that's that's really impressive let's look at the nugget side of things first though they win at 110-105 big chungus nikola jokic big big chungus another huge game 28 21 and 9 he's just rocking at the moment 67 fantasy points that's great and big Aaron Gordon had a triple one with 16 5 and 5 also playing at a very very high level best he's ever done for Denver sell high if you can but probably just ride it out Jermichael Green was active but didn't play you'd assume he's back in the rotation soon and Jeff Green had 20 points in 29 minutes so there it is there's your Jeff Green game the good one for the next four weeks so don't worry about that too much Will Barton was out, so they started Austin Rivers. He played 27 minutes and had 10 points. And Monty Morris had 12, 8, and 3. Shot 21%, so it could have been a much better game for him. Um, so we'll, we'll see exactly what um, what that leads to with... Um, I completely just lost what I was talking about then. Uh, oh, with Monty Morris. I think he's a fringe 12-team sort of player, um, but not someone who is absolutely a 12-team must Not much else there with the Nuggets. Oh, yeah, the big stiffy played six minutes. Yikes. Yeah, you can drop him in 14-team leagues. Um, Bryn Forbes only had three points in 18 minutes, but of course Malone is going to rely upon the veteran, even though Forbes has been honestly not a very good player for many, many years. Um, But that's what's going to happen. Bones is going to lose out. thought Zeke Nagy did a few nice things, nine points in 18 minutes, but not enough of a role there, while Cousins had 14 minutes, 4.7 rebounds, and he might not even play when Jermichael returns. We don't know. Now, for the Pistons, let's talk about some good stuff. My name is Richie Cunningham. Cade Cunningham. 70 fantasy points. 40 minutes. 34, 8 and 8. Six triples, two steals and four blocks. Good percentages. Top 30 over the last two weeks. He's going to be a third round player next year, I reckon. He's going to be top 50 here on out would be my guess. Um, Look, these are just monstrous numbers. They are the sort of thing that people just don't do. And I think he's going to be a perennial star in the NBA. A perennial top... 15 to top 10 fantasy player. We are seeing it develop at the moment. Um, You could have gotten him for a real discount in Dynasty Leagues at the start of the year. And we are seeing it really, really um, take shape at the moment for Cade. So some really impressive stuff coming from him at the moment. And that's great. Like we we love to see players really take that step forward. Him starting to dominate um, offensively and defensively. There's going to be ups and downs for sure. There's going to be shooting issues. Uh, At times, there's absolutely no doubt about any of that. But the way that he is playing at the moment, you've got to have just a huge amount of excitement as a Pistons fan and even just as an NBA fan. Like, what he's actually doing at the moment is just so, uh, so, so impressive. And, yeah, I think when all is said and done, he will end up as second in the rookie of the year. May even get to first, but probably not. Probably we still be mobile, but he is absolutely flying at the moment, Cade. Good game from the depressed penis as well. 21 points, three threes, two steals. I think he's a little bit of a sell high there. The old, um, the old penis. Just because Jeremy Grant is going to return and that is going to have an impact on Bay. They play similar positions, and Grant is going to take those shots. And surely Grant won't take the shots all from Cunningham. Some of those will come away from, um, will come away from uh, a Bay. So we'll see how that all looks. But yeah, really, really um, good game from him. But it'll fall off. Diallo, 14-5, and five, two steals, 26 minutes, not a 12-10 league guy. Well, Corey Joseph started once again over Killian Hayes, but Hayes got the minutes. 29 minutes for Hayes, only six points, and, and we know he's bad. Like He's a bad offensive player, he's a bad shooter, but eight assists and two steals has value. Only probably for streaming, but it has value. Lyles had 10-6 and six with two steals, good game from him, but I think a returning is going to impact that. And the Flamengala, Elf Stewart. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming glass! Yeah, get him out of here. Like, he's just not good. And a Linux not going to make it any easier. Zero points with four rebounds in 25 minutes. See you later, Isaiah Stewart. Josh Jackson ejected in this game as well. Yeah, he was... A, what a waste of a number four pick he was. All right, let's go on to the next game. The Pelicans and the Sixers. Somehow the Pelicans, without anybody, keep it close. 117-107. There was no Valanchunas, Ingram, Hart, or Graham in this game. Of course, no Zion either. Billy Hernan Gomez started, played 30 minutes, and had 29 and 10. This is not an indication that you need to go and add Billy Hernan Gomez. He had literally been out of the rotation, and will go back to being out of the rotation would be my guess, because Valanciunas isn't missing much time here. He won't miss another game. Good game from Alexander Walker. 37 minutes, 31 points, 5 triples, 5 assists. Shot 50%, took a lot of shots, but when Hart, Ingram, Valanciunas, Graham all come back, he goes back to a 20-minute night uh, roll off the bench and doesn't do anything like this. So don't overreact to it. Herbalife Jones, the only one of the starters who, who remained, wasn't able to really up his game. 12 points in 39 minutes, but he had a steal. He had two blocks, doing what he does. Four assists, six rebounds. It just looks like a standard Herb Jones line, to be honest. Jose Alvarado, the defense, man. Two steals and two blocks. 11, three, and five. I really think this guy's got a little bit of, um, a little bit of upside to be a Patrick Beverly type fantasy contributor in years to come. Keep an eye on him. Probably just a streamer for now. Well, Garrett Temple, uh, I, I don't actually have too much of a problem. Try again. Couldn't speak there. Don't have too much of a problem with him starting in this game, but he honestly just shouldn't be starting in any of these other games. When Ingram's out, he's not really an option for anything. For the Sixers, Embiid continues to be literally unbelievable. 42 and 14 with four blocks. He was 18 of 20 from the free throw line. 74 fantasy points. Look, that is just a gigantic game. And the Thick Hogsman, he's actually doing all right himself at the moment, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, T-H for life. Might be a sell high on Tobias Harris. 33 and 11, two blocks, 68% shooting. But good stuff. No Seth Curry, no Danny Green, no Shake Milton. So Furkan Korkmaz played 37 minutes. He had 13 points. I don't think there's any 12-team value in him. Maxi had 10 points with five assists. He's a hold. While well, Matisse Theibel, this is what Matisse Theibel does. He came back, he played 33 minutes. That's great. He had two steals and a block, and he had three points. I don't know if there's any real growth that will ever come offensively for him but the defense is just always going to be there. Also, a quick reminder, if you have Andre Drummond, Get that out of here! what are you doing? Just, just move on, man. You don't need Andre Drummond on your team. It's going to be okay. You don't need him. It's not going to be okay, though, if you don't have any built Bars because built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. You've had protein bars before, and they taste like crap. Built Bar doesn't know. It tastes like a candy bar. It is jammed full of flavor, but not of fat, not sugar, not carbs, no calories. They're all really low, but it's high in protein. 17 grams in most bars and just 130 calories. It's an amazing combination. They're also covered in 100% real chocolate. So get yourself boxes of Built Bar. You're going to want to work out with these because you're going to be just hanging for the protein bar at the end. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 and get yourself boxes of Built Bar. Built Bar is built different just realize how long we've been going on this show. Again, apologies to people who want me to keep sh- the show shorter. Um, it's probably not going to happen today. Let's go on to the next game. The Lakers and the Nets. The Lakers win it on the road, 106-96. Anthony Davis was back only 25 minutes and he was rusty. He had four blocks, which is great, but eight points on eight shots is pretty terrible. Two rebounds is bad. Those minutes will start to ramp up. We're not worried about it at this point. But what I liked is we got Malik Monk to fire up. 28 minutes, 22.6 triples because we got more common sense in the rotations. Trevor Ariza and Dwight Howard, not only out of the starting lineup, but out of the rotation entirely. Thank you, about time. Monk needs to be starting, I think, over Avery Bradley. There's no need for Bradley to be playing. He's been a terrible player in the NBA for about six years and continues to get significant roles. And I don't get it. I don't get what happens. He must be the best bloke of all time because he hangs around in free agency forever. No one signs him. Someone ends up with him. And then he must just get in sweet talk to coaches and plays himself into a role. Not No, that's not true. doesn't play himself into a role, works his way into a role somehow. Monk is a 12-team hold. Just a hold. I don't know if it's going to be must-roster, just a hold. LeBron, 33-7-6, and six, three steals and two blocks. Another great game from LeBronald. While Carmelo Anthony played 23 minutes, 13 points with three threes. Also brought some defense again, two steals and a block. He's a 12-team streamer versus being a 12-team must-roster player. Um... What else have we got in this one? Oh, Stan Johnson. He's the other guy who started. He's not a fantasy option at all. 29 minutes, four points. That's no value at all, but I think he's going to get a rest-of-season contract here and be useful enough for the Lakers to use. 15-6 um, and six for Westbrook. His shooting numbers are much better, but his usage is well down, and it's obviously impacting what he does fantasy-wise. Um, no threes, 50% shooting, only took one free throw, but he needs to be playing a smaller role for this team to have success. For the Nets... Of course, there was no Durant, no Irving, no Joe Harris. Jim Harden, 33, 12, and 11, did what he could, but couldn't get much going. He seems frustrated, really frustrated. Paddy Mills had 15 points with three threes. Not much else there for Millsy. He's fine for points and threes. I don't think he's a must, though. And they did start um, the Sharpie, Daron Sharp, 11 minutes. Claxton played uh, 17 off the bench, and Aldridge played 20 off the bench. So another team going with a three-center rotation. I'm not sure that Sharp stays in. He played only 11 minutes here. Claxton, I don't know if he's a must-roster guy. Aldridge possibly is, but I think it's just going to be messy all year. 9-6 and six for Aldridge, 6-6 six and six for Claxton. 24 unnecessary minutes from James Johnson as well, while Bembry started and had 12-4 and four in 30 minutes. Kessler Edwards played 33. He brings a steal and a block. He grabbed six rebounds. He's not going to be a big scorer, but the minutes are there and the defensive stats are there for Kessler. But it's weird to me that they're only playing Cam Thomas nine minutes as well. Thought without Kyrie they might you know, need some of that scoring and shooting, but... Apparently not. Not enough, it's a coincidence not, but they, uh, they lose the game. Not saying Cam Thomas was going to make them win, but yeah, you know, I reckon a more common sense rotation approach would have been probably a better thing for the, uh, the Nets in this game. The Kings and the Celtics. Should I even talk about the Kings? Absolutely, kids, cover them. Absolutely fucking atrocious. 128-75, that is fucking embarrassing. I feel for you, Sacramento fans. Your organization is a fucking joke and has been for years upon years upon years. It's got nothing to do with you as fans. You're great blokes. Really, really good. Kings are an absolute disgusting organization. Um, Darren Fox was out. Chemezi Metu was out. Terrence Davis, seven points in 10 minutes. Copped a really nasty fall on someone taking a charge. I doubt he's going to play tomorrow. Apparently, you hurt his wrist as well as cut his head open. I doubt he's playing tomorrow. Um, If he's not playing, you probably don't want to hold. Halliburton had seven, five, and seven. Rough game. Wasn't as bad as the Pencil Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. Four points on 8%. Eight. Eight. One of 12. No threes, no steals, no blocks. He's been really bad. 191st uh, ranked player at the moment. 129th over the last two weeks. In a 10-teamer, maybe not a hold. I probably still would, but maybe not. Davion Mitchell. An, uh, an absolutely wasted top 10 pick, I think, for, uh, for me. I just didn't understand the pick. Six points in 20 minutes. Sorry. Thirty minutes. Um, Rashawn Holmes, pff, the buy still on, I guess. Nine and nine in twenty three. Heald had eleven points. Bagley had six and six. Just a disgusting box score from a disgusting team. Onto the Celtics, where they crushed it. Tatum thirty six, four and six with seven triples. He is on absolute fire. Jalen Brown had thirty and ten with five threes. Big game from Jalen. JB, you've got it again. <laughs> the Rock DJ, Robbie Williams, huge game. Remember when we were a bit worried about where his minutes were going? 13, 17, 4, 3 steals and 2 blocks. Oh, that's huge. He's the 15th ranked player over the last two weeks. Sheesh. Um, that's just huge. Marcus Smart only played 24 minutes, went scoreless, but had seven assists, and Dennis Schroeder played only 16. Jack Armstrong, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Come on, Jack. What do we do with Dennis Schroeder? Get that garbage out of here! Yeah, see you later, Dennis. I'll see you later, mate. Bye. Uh, he's got he's done. Al Horford. Uh, 23 minutes, 3 points on 11% shooting. Yeah, I reckon we can go. I reckon he can go. Uh, I'm not ready to jack him just yet, giggity. I'm not ready to move, move on from him in every spot, but it's not looking good, is it? Blocks are way down, shootings down, minutes are down. Very hard to feel good about it. Joshie Richardson had 14 and 18, 22 minutes, but I don't think there's much to look at there from a uh, 12-team fantasy perspective. Let's go on to another blowout. San Antonio Spurs, smack the Rockets, 134, 104. Murray was great. Only 24 minutes for DeJounte, back to back for them. Well, start of a back to back. 19, 5, and 10 with three steals. He's been unbelievable. Unbelievable this season. 13th ranked player. Jakub Pertle, 21 minutes only, 18, and 9 with two blocks. Just a dominating performance. Keldon Johnson was good. 16 points with two threes and two steals. Good numbers. Fringe 12e at the moment. Devin Vassell, my man, 29 minutes, 12, 4, and 6 with four threes. Just. Popovich, play him 28 every night, please. Please. I beg you. I'll give you a wristy. Please, just play him the 29 minutes. I need it. I want it. Even Doug McDermott was throwing down fucking dunks. I don't know what was going on in this game. 15 points for Doug. Um, But unfortunately, my man Derek White was bad. Maximum Derek. He didn't get the buy low bump notification but I think it'll come. Five points to six assists Buy low on him. Jock Landau back out of the rotation. Eubank's getting those center minutes now. And Wancho got 10 garbage time minutes after coming across in that trade. And we got 12 points from Thad Young in 12 minutes. Is he going to get traded? Maybe. Is he going to move into a spot on a team where he plays 26 minutes a night and becomes fantasy relevant? Find that a little bit hard to believe. Don't really know where that's going to happen. But again, if you want to... I'm not a big trade deadline stash sort of a person. Um but Thad obviously goes from zero minutes to any minutes. It's gonna be an improvement in his value. Let's talk Rockets. For the second consecutive game, KJ Martin outplayed the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate. Even the wild thing's gone well. I can't do much about that. Yeah, you can't do much about that, Tate, because Martin I think's better. Thirteen and eight with two steals for KJ. Not exactly a twelve team ad. Pretty bloody close though. I think it's gonna happen for him later this year. Kevin Porter Jr., he's playing a little bit better of late. 16, 5, and 9, didn't obliterate your free throws, so that's good. While Joshy Christopher chimed in 13, 2, and 3. I just want to see this guy in 26 minutes a night every night as well. The bad news is, is that Steven Silas is like, no, nah, I'm not playing Wood and Shengoon together. Now, the delicate dancer had 14 and 5 with one, steals and one steal and three blocks. That's a really bloody good line. But if Wood's going to play 32 a night, then Shengguen's going to play 16 a night, and it's not enough. So we need either Wood to be benched, traded, or injured. And I don't know if we can really bank on those things happening. Wood was benched here because it was a blowout. Wood had 15 and 7 in 24 minutes. But we can't rely upon that every game. So it's really, really hard to stash Shengun. Do you think that after the break, they're just going to say to Christian Wood, you're coming off the bench now and Shengun's playing 30? I really find it hard to believe. I would love to believe it. I just find it that it's just not going to happen. Um, Speaking of not happening, Jalen Green. Jack Armstrong. What are we doing? Get that garbage out of here! Yeah, he's he's actually not good. I don't know if he's going to become good. He might. At the moment, he is not good. Seven points on 19% shooting. Doesn't offer the peripherals. You do not need to have him in 12. You do not need to have him in 14 team leagues. He is not good. Gary Bird had five points in 26 minutes. He's just a streamer for deeper formats. Not a guy um, that we look at as a 12-team must-roster guy. Before we get into the next game, news did just drop about news on Derek Jones Jr., who has now suffered a fractured finger in practice, and he's going to be out six to eight weeks. Joining Alex Caruso on the sideline for six to eight weeks, and Lonzo Ball on the sideline for six to eight weeks. She that's not good. So yeah, that's that's the news that just broke there on Derek Jones Jr. and his uh and his Paul. Poorly- all right, let's go to the next game now. Real blowout this one. The Mavericks and the Warriors. The Warriors win at one thirty to ninety-two. That is a huge win for the Warriors. The big news here is Tim Hardaway Jr. suffered a foot fracture. Not a thing official, but that's it for him. Season over, um, or at least regular season over. This is like a uh, half a season type injury. Usually, um, he was already he's been a twelve-team league drop for a very long time. But you can go ahead, I think, and drop him in every single league. Um, who fills the void? That's the question. Well, we got 22 minutes of Josh Green. We got 24 minutes of Reggie Bullock. I think you get a little bit of Nilakina spread in there. You get a little bit of Sterling Brown. But I don't think any of them are 12-team league guys. The closest you'll get is Block. Green is the most intriguing of that group and he becomes more of a 16-team league guy, but I don't think we get any real 12-team moves. You get a little bit of extra value for Brunson, a little bit extra for Finney-Smith. Brunson's already must roster. Finney-Smith's a fringe guy. Maybe he moves into must roster. I doubt that, but that's what happened here. Christos Pozingas got ejected. That's why he played just 25 minutes. It won't really cost him anything, but he was rough in this game. Nine points on 27% with two blocks and seven rebounds. Doncic was good, 25 and eight with four threes, and Brunson had 11, four, and five. Not his best, but yeah, he's a 12-team league player. Um, Bullock had six points in this one, while Green had four, two, and three with two steals. Not much to ride home about, but for the Warriors, it was great. If you look at the box score, you go, holy shit, John Kaminga, 22 points in 18 minutes. That's great. Four triples, five rebounds, 89%. Nearly all of that was done in garbage time. Not to say it's not impressive, because it is, but he is far from consistent enough for us to rely upon in 12-team league formats. Probably not even 14-team leagues. This was great, really good, not reliable. Steph had 18 points with nine rebounds and seven assists. And Jordan Poole, 17 in 26 minutes. If you did add Poole with Clay out, hold for now. I wouldn't trust this. Of course, this is a weird game. It's a blowout. Everyone was firing up, but it was good to see him provide value with Clay there. Clay played 26 minutes, had 15, two and six, easily his best game since his return. But there's going to be so many concerns still with inefficiency and miss games and minutes limits that he does make himself pretty hard to be a must roster guy. I think Wiggins is moving into that drop territory. 14 points. At least he hit his free throws. Five and three. Like, it's not a great... It's not a terrible game. It's not a great game. I think we're holding Wiggins for now. In 10-teamers, it could move quickly into the other direction. Well, if you did add uh, Otto Porter or Kavon Looney, I would hold again. There's hardly anything we can take out of this game with such a large win. 12 and six for Porter in 20 minutes. Uh, Looney didn't take a single shot. Didn't take a single free throw. But did have nine boards. But he was providing good value. Uh, with Draymond out. And when Draymond comes back, I don't think there's any way Looney can even sniff 12-team. But for now, if you added those guys, we just hold on. The, the, uh, the Dr. Gary Payton, just one steal and two blocks. Only 11 minutes. I thought his minutes would actually be able to go up, but they have not been going up. They have been going down. And uh, yeah, he is just a deeper league, um, just a deeper league streamer. That's really all he is at this point. So let's go to the last game of the night. The Wolves get the win, 109-107 in the end off a D'Angelo Russell layup that was goaltended. So they get that victory in the end. They were down early, came back, and then the Blazers fought back uh, on a CJ McCollum three at the end. Townsie was great, 17 and 17 with four blocks, as was Goose, Anthony Edwards. If it wasn't for the free throws for Goose, it would have been a great night. He was 64% from the line on 11 attempts, which is terrible, but 40 points, five triples, three steals and three blocks. So remember, this is one game after we were worried about his knee injury. Didn't miss a single game and came out and dropped 40 points in 39 minutes. Big game from Jared Vanderbiltbar as well. 13, 13 and six, two steals and a block. ESPN guys, what are you doing? Please add him, please. You're going to make me lose my mind. Add him. Janzo Russell, 22, two and four. Good game from Russ. While Jaden McDaniels started in place of Patrick Beverley, And has really struggled this season. He's the 229th ranked player. Looked bad out there. Um, Obviously of no use to 12 or 14 or even 16 team leagues. And Noel and Beasley, they weren't able to step up either in this game. Noel had eight points with four assists, so not terrible. Beasley had three points in 20 minutes, so yes, terrible. For the Blazers, Nasir Little suffered what looked like a pretty significant shoulder injury, but he returned. 29 minutes, 20 points, 8 rebounds, and 4 triples. Good game, 64% shooting. Somebody is going to lose out when Norman Powell's minutes go from 26 back to 30. And it's probably going to be him. You can hold him for 12-team leagues. This is great. One of his best games. But he's played 26 minutes a night this season, and he's a 182nd-ranked player little. And he hasn't been that must-roster guy. Simons. Poor shooting from Simons, but 17-4-7 is not bad. And Nurk had 20-13 and 13 with 4 assists. Imagine we got this Nurkic to start the season. Phew. CJ McCollum, uh, rough shooting, but 15 points with three threes, including that key late one. And um, Norman Powell in his first game back, eight points, two triples, five rebounds, and two assists. Hold Norman Powell. He will be all right. Robert Covington, not great. steal on a block on 27% shooting, eight points. The absence of Zeller, the continued absence of Nance, does help Covington because they need Nansen Covington to be their backup centers now, as well as playing minutes at the four. So still hold him, but that little hot top 30 run is over for him. It might jump back up, but it's all dependent on what he does defensively. But again, the good thing here is for Zeller, it's not good for Zeller, of course, the good thing here for Covington with Zeller out is that it does keep his minutes higher, rather than dropping down to maybe 28 or 29 a night, if everyone was there and healthy. Let's look at the lines of the night now. The monstrous and the young gun goes to the same bloke. It is Cade Cunningham. Your waiver wire line of the night is Billy Hearn and Gomez. I don't really think there's anything that we can take from that. Your dud of the night is Ivica Zubac. And even that, can't really do much with that, can we? Top 10 players today. Cade was at number one, followed by Jimmy Harden. Number two, well, that was Harden. Number two, three was LeBron. Four, Jokic. Then Embiid, Toby Harris, Anthony Edwards, Karl-Anthony Towns, Rob Williams, and Pascal Siakam. Your top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. Bill Hernan Gomez at one, take nothing away from it. John Kaminga at two, doesn't actually mean anything for most leagues. Terrence Mann at three, eh, 14 team leagues. Bielitsa, doesn't mean anything. Alexander Walker, it was good to see him do it, but so many guys out. I don't think we need to You do much with that outside of, say, 16 teamers. Uh, Joshie Richardson, no, no ads there outside of where he already was, 14 teams. KJ Martin, intrigued, very intrigued a 12-team stash, but more of a visual stash. Like, I'm going to stash him on my on the waiver wire and then maybe add him when the time's right. It's getting there. If you wanted to take a flyer now, I don't blame you. Isaiah Hartenstein, also don't blame me for adding Hartenstein, but there's a weird game. Will they just dispense with playing Ibaka and play him 20 minutes a night? I wish. I don't know if they will, but he showed how good he can be. Drew Eubanks and Trey Jones, absolutely no interest in those blokes whatsoever. Top 10 in points leagues is where we go to now. Embiid, Cunningham, Harden, Jokic, Edwards, James, Harris of the Toby variety, Rob Williams, Siakam, and Jason Tatum. Guys, that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on the old Apple podcast, on Google Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Spotify, and on Odyssey. If you are here on YouTube, you know what to do. Chuck me a thumb up the middle. Ring the bell. Hit the subscribe button and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.